for those who love it loud. Pantheon Podcast presents Rockin' Pod Weekend. Nashville, March 17th through the 19th. It's a rock convention featuring panels, interviews, podcasts, signing sessions, vinyl, comic books, pop culture, and collectibles. Over 50 celebrity guests, including members of Mr. Big, Tough, Great White, Keel, Winger, Accept, and Twisted Sister. Live concerts, including Rare Hair on Friday, Keel Fest 2 on Saturday, and Eric Martin's Big Acoustic on Sunday. Plus a rockin' comedy show featuring Courtney Cronin Gold, Don Jameson from That Metal Show, and Craig Gass from The Howard Stern Show, and a whole lot more. Full details at rockinpod.com. Rockin' Pod Weekend is presented by Pantheon Podcasts in association with RFK Media, Third Power Amplification, and BobbyDreyer.com. Welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Right podcast. What is early morning podcast? We should try to coordinate <laughs> that. I say, welcome to the Sean Geek, and then you say, Fast Right. Yeah. <laughs> Coordination is not going to happen this morning, though. <laughs> well, my dog likes to go pee multiple times throughout the evening. She can last eight hours during the day, but she can't last eight hours at night. She does most of her sleeping during the day. Cats playing with. I've got those. Um, you know when you when you buy those those chocolates. What are they? What kind are they called now? Lindor. Yeah. Yeah, and then the wrapper. Oh, <laughs> well, he loves he loves the wrapper. So <laughs> after we're done, we usually just crunch crunch them all up together and make a ball, and then he can play with it. So I've got one wrapper in here, and it's right beside the uh, where the the intake comes or the oh. air blows out. Sorry, <laughs> nice. So it's moving around. Get some get some going in the morning. <laughs> oh, coffee, black gold. Mm. Yeah, this 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 coffee isn't that great because we we bought a coffee maker. It's I think it was a Cuisinart, and uh, it's got a built-in grinder, which is great because there's nothing like freshly ground mm. bean coffee, right? I just so got now, a grinder, so I know what you're saying. Yeah, so this is built in. So basically, when you get everything in there, if you have the, we don't use a timer, but when we get up, we'll just hit the button, and then the grinder will come on. And it sounds like, you know, a, a jet engine that, that starts up mm-hmm. and wakes up the whole house. So um, it got to the point where it's like, you know what? Because I'll usually get up first, I'll eat, and then I'll go back to bed for half an hour and then get up after. So then I go back to bed, she gets up. So if I turn the grinder on before I go back to bed, it wakes her up. So it's like, okay, well, so what she's going to do now is we'll wait till she gets up because I'm already awake. Yeah. Uh, and so when she gets up and then she'll turn it on, it's fine. Uh, at the very beginning, the cat was like, what the hell is that? Now, after, you know, after using it for months, it's like, nah, he just, he barely flinches now because now he knows it's, it's, uh, it's there. It's kind of like, uh, any loud noise for a cat, 
um, they they freak out like any little tick. Mm-hmm. Like it's very silent. Uh, if you're sitting on a couch and his ears will perk up, so not weird. to be confused with the grinder app. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy your coffee maker and it comes with a grinder app. <laughs> yep. Oh, look! I'm gonna just activate this on my phone. Yeah, it's not, it's, uh, I don't think the coffee maker is Wi-Fi. Mind you, it's it's weird because when we bought our, our stove and our fridge, I think it has, it's got Wi-Fi. But what does that mean? Like, does that mean that I can start the oven from work? Does it mean, or just from the couch? Does it give me uh, temperature, temperature settings? Oh, you want to go out? No. Okay, hold on. There you go. Or does it have AI and say, Todd, are you hungry? Would you like to turn on the oven for you? I don't know. Most appliances have AI. I mean, even I think washers and dryers do. I I think it was it send you a thing to your phone to say your 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 dry you know your your load's done type thing. I mean, which is which is good because half the time, depending on where your machines are, you may not hear the buzzer or all that stuff that kind of goes on, which, which is pretty interesting. So it's getting to the point where you could probably pretty much automate your whole house because I mean, you can get light systems, you get, you get everything now that that'll run off of, and that's probably been around for a while. Uh, just the appliances, because you don't buy appliances every year, maybe every, you know, so many years, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, well, what's this? Yeah. And now this is a new feature, just like cars, right? It's got things on there now that they didn't have 10 years ago. There's no voice act. Well, I guess there is voice activation on, in cars. Like ours has has that, but you have to hit the button to voice activate it. Yeah. Well, it's like your your phone. You can have it respond to your voice only because then you have to yeah. repeat a whole bunch of sentences or something, and then it picks up some algorithm that it takes and it says, "Okay, yeah, this is the person that that's going to activate whatever option that I choose." So it's uh, but the grinder. Um, what's good about the coffee maker is I can either choose to use the grinder or not. So when I turn it on, as long as I hit this other button, it says grinder off. Yeah. So if you pre-ground some stuff and it's already in there, then. Yeah. So I got some Kirkland Costco coffee that we bought eons ago before we bought this. And I had that sitting in the cupboard. So because we're having a um, an early morning podcast, I figured I'm not going to turn the grinder off or on and wake the whole house up. So I'll just use the, the coffee from before. So either because it's not ground coffee fresh or oh. it's been sitting there for a while. Oh, yeah, yours is steaming. Yeah, I got to wait. Um, it doesn't taste the same yeah. at all. <laughs> so now it's like weird. And I think to clarify, so you're having Kirkland coffee. I'm having President's Choice coffee. It's mm-hmm. not mm, Robbins. Robin. Robbins. Yeah, Robbins probably the better better coffee I've ever had. Oh, it's, yeah, my favorite. I don't drink it, though, because, like, it's hard to get our hands on. And now we just lost Ronald George Moore as a listener because we're not drinking Robbins coffee with our morning podcast. Damn. Sorry, Ronald George Moore. <laughs> but there's lots of coffee go around boy you go to the you go to the store i mean uh pc has their brand uh you've got uh, that was my segue into your topic that you had on the board there <laughs> oh 
Uh, okay, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to look for my topics, but I didn't get a chance to. to look I them totally up, but... set you up. It was Did like you? perfect, like a low, <laughs> low-handed pitch. <laughs> Which is you have hundred percent ethical sourced coffee was your was the top of the list on here. Yeah. Top. Well, oh yeah, because I had gone to Costco and it was like, okay, well, we got this this coffee maker with a built-in grinder. Let's buy some beans, right? Mm-hmm. So Kirkland has their pre-ground stuff, or you can buy the beans, and then there's these other brands that they carry. So we figured we looked I don't know, some Himalaya Himalayan yep. something coffee. It shows a picture of the meadows and yep. you know all that nice stuff. And then it says ethically. Well, what is ethically? Like, what does that mean? Does that mean that uh, the slaves weren't used to pick the beans? Like, what what does it what does that mean exactly? Because if you buy anything, it's ethically sourced. Usually, I think is the term they use. But what does that mean? Is it like the blood diamonds? Uh, you know, they get slaves in the in the in the caves uh, trying to dig out diamonds, and they're paying them like nothing. And they're reaping the the benefits of it, or is this now, like the other union, thing union workers that are <laughs> picking beans? <laughs> so I guess you know it, it's really funny too because ethically sourced coffee is it going to become a term just like one hundred percent ground beef? That um, uh, was it McDonald's? I can't remember. I think McDonald's like they trademarked that. Hundred percent beef, and but that's the name of the ingredient. Hundred percent beef. That but is, the, a, but it's no, not. No, but it's not hundred percent beef. That's just the name of it. No, no, that's their copyrighted. Exactly, it's a copyrighted thing. It's not. You know, so, I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm. I don't know if anybody's copy copyright. Uh, um, was it organic? Hundred percent organic. Because <laughs> you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to call the company hundred percent organic. That's if someone hasn't done it already. And if someone does it now, I want to cut. <laughs> All right. So here's here's what it says. Ethically sourced means products and services from each point of a business's supply chain are obtained in an ethical way, which includes upholding rights, decent working conditions, health and safety, good best business, business ethics, and more. Well, that sounds pretty vague to me. On the surface, it sounds good, but reality is usually different. Well, it's so a, that's best case way. scenario. That's it's, best case. Yeah, it says obtained in an ethical way. That sounds very in- interpretive. Like it can be interpreted many different ways. Because I mean, let's look at it this way. We're talking about work, work again here, aren't we? So. Your work, I'm not saying your work, Todd, but I mean your, the audience, your work may tell you that they are a family-based company with strong family values. But that's, they're saying that, so that's their definition of what they interpret that to mean. It's not a, it's not, like if something is ethically sourced, for example, does it have to follow specific criteria, generalized criteria, or roundabout criteria? Well, if it's if it's the company that's saying this, they're obviously going to be flaunting 
the best of what it is they want to portray. They're not going to say that they test on animals. They're not going to say that, you know, they do all this other stuff that 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 people frown upon. Um, so they're, I mean, they're saying, uh, was it family based or or whatever it is? Well, okay, that's fine. But what what about the other part of the business? Like when you when you when you're seeing like we were talking about drug commercials, and then the, they they they've. I guess they get to the point where they were sued to the, where you have to really tell them what the side effects are. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so the roundabout way of doing it is putting some falala music while they're telling you what the side effects are. Fa-la-la. So when it comes to these ethically sourced or hundred percent, whatever, um, who's managing that? Now is that is that like the Better Business Bureau? Is there is there uh, an organic police? Is there uh, ethical ethical police that that comes to the company and says because the company is the one who writes this up. This isn't some third party saying, oh, this company does this and this company does that, unless they're a paid sponsor, where they're actually paid to say that, just like internet uh, uh, YouTubers that. Uh, that review things that they get for free and they'll, and, and a lot of them are honest and they'll say, you know what? I did get this for, for free, for free, but this is my honest opinion, whether it's honest or not. It, it's one of those things well, where you have well, to look at multiple reviews to really, really. You're saying honest opinion out. though, but that's honest opinion is it's honest to that person saying it. because right. That's what they believe or that's what they think. Right. So you're getting into, ethics i guess it's like you know so if you're if you're donald trump right for example and he thinks fair treatment of women is you know as he said touching their coochie or whatever the fuck it was he said he Mm -hmm. thinks that's fair treatment of women so that's in his opinion that is fair treatment of women and he's honest about it i think that's fair treatment of women so when he says we always treat women fairly it's honest from his perspective, but it's not a truth. It's just his opinion. So it's an honest opinion, but it's not a truth. Well, opinions, well, it's like the old adage. Opinions yep. are like assholes. That's Everyone right. has one. <laughs> so yeah. what what you may like, I may not like, and reverse. I mean, there's there's something for everyone in the world, and not everyone in the world likes what everyone else likes. And they all have different opinions. It, it's one. It's a mishmash the world is a mishmash of people. I mean, from one extreme to the other. And is that and the official is that the official term? Mishmash? Mishmash. Monster mash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just hope that the majority of the people have some common sense and are able to kind of drown out the rest. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, the world now is so small because of of all these, you know, you get, you get at CNN and Fox and all these other these news places, always searching for news, right? Oh, there's no news because if you know you'll watch something, it'll be oh, a Murdoch trial or something's going on. Okay, well that's the new hot thing now. Let's talk about that. And, you know, something else will go on. Oh, wait, let's talk about that. And then someone does something in between that that doesn't get. Uh, that doesn't get footage and they're probably happy as hell because someone higher up the 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 rank of popularity is in the news so it kind of gets and then you find out about that later on because if you're watching netflix or any of these other places they're always looking for stories too right so they get the stories that were missed in the big news and then they create their own little uh series of 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 shows 
so they can't so people can't really get away with anything um especially if if uh, if there's a story to be had yeah i don't know i just i just kind of thought i could turn a left there somewhere but <laughs> <laughs> a left in albuquerque yeah. i'm actually going to insert the albuquerque albuquerque the albuquerque oh just just before i hit it <laughs> i don't you i don't think bugs bunny i don't Are have I don't have the sound bites loaded here, but every time you say Albuquerque in episodes now, the clip from Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner. Yeah. Like, uh, is that up. copyright? Is that something we can use? No, but we're using no. it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. See, you know, I knew I should have made a left turn at Albuquerque. So, so that's my, uh, so that's my rant on coffee. <laughs> you know, it started. It, it's, yeah. uh, there's something, um, there's something you said that 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 sparked something in me because I've been watching um I've been watching Mr. Robot. Have you seen Mr. Robot? Uh is this a Netflix series? No, it's a prime one. Okay. Yeah, everyone <laughs> has their own their own things. Apple has one now, Prime. Yeah, this Netflix. one's won this one's won a bunch of awards and was a bit of a comeback for Christian Slater too. Um and despite the title you're like oh it's some sci-fi no it's not at all it's actually about a are you familiar with an um anonymous like yep the the group that goes online he wears the guy fox mask like from yeah the white uh, thing with the mustache and yeah. yeah this is mr robot is is that person oh okay so he go but they've changed it it's more like clownish, i guess because they didn't want to use, they didn't want to, I guess, okay, this is why I want to talk about this. So in, in the clips on the show, so Christian Slater is the guy that wears the mask that goes on, the mask that goes on, mask that goes on, sorry. Right. And it says he'll come on the air and he's got a distorted voice like this when he's talking. We're going to go after the corporate entities and your unethical treatment of your employees is going to bite you in the ass. And we shut down all your servers and infected your entire computer system because you do not treat your employees with respect. So we're shutting down your server until you start changing your ways. Like it's that sort of thing all the time. So it's like a Robin Hood terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's what anonymous is, right? Like, yeah. Um, but uh, I can't what, what God damn it, I should have this in front of me. It's, it's a good thing that they're, well, I mean, not a good thing, but I mean, it's nice that they're not going after, you know, regular people. <laughs> that they're going after corrupt, well, according to them, corrupt businesses yep. and their practices. Now, the, um, the, the, uh, the main actor in this show is actually not Christian Slater. It's one of those starring da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da and Christian Slater. It's one of those... That's how they always break it out. So he's he's kind of in the background, but the the lead actor in it is the guy that played um, Freddie Mercury in that Queen biopic. Right. Well, at least they're being honest, not going Christian Slater, and then you see him, you know, in a like ten second clip within the movie. <laughs> now, but now in movies, when they do the end, it right. seems to hold more weight for some reason. Like it, it's not oh, you're the last person on the credits. It's like we have all these people, and then we also have this big name as well. Like it's kind of treated in a different way. And like Keycon. And the Sean Geek <laughs> Brass Fit podcast. 
So we want to be an and at Geekon. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Ram, Rami Malik is the 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 lead guy. So anyway, in the show, he works for a security company. You would actually, you guys, yeah, you and Donda would like this show, I think. No, this is a this is a uh, like a series. Like, a, yeah. is it a limited series or does it have multiple seasons? It's, or? Yeah, multiple seasons, but it's done now. Like they finished finished off. Okay, I like I like when they're done. That way, I don't have to wait. Yeah, exactly. Like you're on, or we've been watching that, and it's like, oh, we thought it was over. <laughs> There's another season. It's won yeah. a lot of um, it's won a lot of awards. And oh yeah, okay, here here we go. The Rotten Tomato score. Mm-hmm. Season one is ninety eight percent. Nice. Season two is eighty nine. Season three is ninety two, and season four is ninety seven. Wow, pretty solid. So uh, here, let me just—I'll read the the concept. It, it's really good. It's—it's. It's, I think it's the kind of stuff. It, there, there's a lot of crime, like it's about crime and corruption, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And I, I know you guys kind of steer towards those kinds of kinds of shows. So the, mm-hmm. the listing is: Mr. Robot is an American drama thriller television series created by Sam Esmail for the USA Network. Stars Rami Malek. A cybersecurity engineer and hacker with social anxiety disorder, clinical depression, and disassociative identity disorder, which is why this actor was <laughs> taken to to do um um the queen thing because to play a character like that, you're obviously an actor if you can pull this shit off. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm very curious to find out how they came up with this psychoanalyst of this person. Well, and I, if this is what what the FBI or whatever have done with the actual anonymous to say that this person this is his profile because of what he's done because I mean they profile everyone right yeah and after a while they've got a database saying well if it's like this or if it's like this then most likely this person is this 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 right yeah I'm just wondering how accurate that is from the actual well it, the 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 write up on Wikipedia is actually pretty interesting because he so the is Ismail who created the show he actually wrote most of the episodes too which is very unusual um there's only one other show that that happened with and that was Babylon 5 where the creator of the show J Michael Straczynski which is my favorite comic book uh writer he actually wrote the majority of the episodes he was the showrunner and he also wrote the majority of the episodes unlike Joss Whedon with Buffy the Vampire Slayer he was the head guy for that show but he only wrote like two or three episodes a season sort of thing. Yeah. Big Bang Theory brought up that um, that show, um, Babylon 5. Oh, I, I can't remember oh, now really? if, it was a, if it was a good comment or a bad comment, but it's, they had mentioned it, that in there. It, you know what? Knowing that show, it's got to be a good comment that they made. It is one yeah. of the most perfect series ever written. Hmm. So this uh, the writer of that show also wrote Five Years of Spider-Man, which was probably some of the best Spider-Man ever written and probably some of the worst Spider-Man ever written because he was also forced into a corner. We talked about this before, but he was forced into a corner and Marvel said, hey, really like what you're doing with Peter Parker and Mary Jane and all that stuff. But we need you to insert this into the story. And he's like, hmm. I don't know how to make that work. Well, just make it work. This so, was Babylon 5? No, 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 no. That, that did not happen with Babylon 5. It happened with Spider-Man. 
So when okay. you did Spider-Man, there was moments like the worst, the worst moments in Spider-Man history happened to be on his run, but they were all at ed, um, editorial, editorial, no editor in chief driven. You need to do this. Like for example, um, Jim, Jameson wrote it. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> bad editorial. Joe Casada, who was running Marvel, is actually J. Jonah Jameson. I, you know what? That's actually that actually tracks. But anyway, back back to this Mister Robot show. So mm-hmm. he actually knows what he's talking about here. So, um. So, anyways, uh, he joins. Elliot is recruited by an insurrectional anarchist known as Mister Robot, played by Christian Slater, to join a group of hacktivists. That's what anonymous is, right? F society. The group aims to destroy all debt, all debt records by encrypting the financial data of E Corp, the largest conglomerate in the world. And boy, let me tell you, E Corp might, at the time that this was done, might be Microsoft, but it might also be Apple. Okay, so it's kind of referencing real life. Oh, it. Oh. Yeah. It's such a social commentary. But not directly. <laughs> it's such a social commentary of um, corporations, the evils they uh, perpetrate, and the shit they get away with, and how, like, they continuously, like, I'm still, like, I'm only, like, three or four episodes in, but continuously there's commercials for E-Corp throughout right. the show. So they've actually mm-hmm. written commercials within the show for E-Corp, the evil corporation. Right. They're not called the evil corporation. That's what everyone in the world calls them because they're called E Corp. But it's all commercials like we do we do the best we can. I should actually Please. I'm just wondering the writers for this show. Writer. Like, writer. Like is is the information taken because a lot of people are pretty much raised on TV and whatever they see on TV a lot of people think that this is real. Mm-hmm. So when this show comes out and they're portraying the companies as being evil because of X, Y, and Z, is this research that he did to say that, you know, at the beginning of the movie, it says based on real life events or life story, yes. or is this like totally a hundred percent fictional? Oh, well, it's based on real events, but they would never be allowed to say that it is right. Yeah, because imagine Microsoft and Apple are probably watching the movie going, oh, shit, we we either got found out or it's like, that's a bunch of crap. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's when I'm watching this. I'm going, someone must have tried to block this show at some point. Well, unless they didn't know until actually after it started. Well, this (laughs) show, why did did it stop all of a sudden abruptly? And the show won a lot of awards, too. So it kind of puts it in a weird situation like oh you're obviously talking about bill gates or uh steve jobs or or whoever but anyway here's here's a trailer not a trailer here's a commercial within the show okay that plays in the background uh make sure stock crashes 10 billion sound issues drop hopefully this is the right one 10 to 50 points wow in periodi di caos e incertezza, quando il mondo sembra instabile, ci rivolgiamo a chi ci ha sostenuto fin dall'inizio. Dal 1884 oh, proteggiamo l'America. Is this... <laughs> How did you get an Italian version on, on YouTube? Wow. 
It's weird when I get commercials. We oh, here we go. Different language. That's the perfect. Disaster strike. We react. Emergencies occur. We respond. Markets collapse. We recover. Setbacks emerge. We rebuild. In the wake of 5-9, Ecorp wants you to rest assured. Secure in the knowledge that the future is safe with us. That is our promise to you. We are Ecorp. Still on your side. So they took 9-11 and, and changed it with 5-11 or 11-5 after this particular date? Well, there's um, there's something that occurred in the show... I don't. I don't want to give away too much, but there's something. There's a. There's a, um, an incident that occurred in the show. That um, probably pretty really much changed the world, right? That changed the world, yeah. And right. it ties into some of the characters, and I. I guess they truly. It's not a nine eleven incident exactly. Like it's a. Um, it's an incident, but not that. It's just something. But it's still an incident like that had global significance, sort of thing. Some but financial it, thing, probably. No. 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 Okay. I I I can't say it because it's going to actually spoil. Okay. Well, well, I'm not even going to guess then because we'll have to watch it. But anyway, so it really goes into hacker culture, how things mm -hmm. work, how hacking works, how people um, get your passwords, how people uh, behind the scenes. Uh, oh, it's a teaching. It's a teaching tool. Fuck yeah. Well, no, like, it's you, like YouTube, where they show you how to break the law. It's like, why would you tell someone well, no, no, how to do more, this? It's more like, this is what someone's going to do to you if you give away your password. Here's what something's, if someone's calling you and asking you for secure information, this is what they're going to do with this information. It's basically more an educational, don't okay. fucking give your shit away. Don't, okay, well, that's somebody, good. It's educational in that way. Right, okay. But you're, but you're seeing, you're seeing somebody use their hacking skills, this main character, to right some wrongs, so he does a little bit of Robin Hood, Robin Hood shit. Mm -hmm. He sees someone, you know, being cheated on. So it's a, a feel good type damn show in that in that respect. In that respect, where it's like like give it to the man or whatever, however you want to call it. But you're seeing his skill set. You're seeing his Robin Hood complex, if that's what you want to call it. I mean, I'm right. only a few episodes in, so. But this the the way they introduce his skill set who he is, how he functions with his, all his, like his disorders and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, how he functions without, like, I think he's functioning without medication. Then he's also speaking to his shrink all the time. So you're seeing that aspect, how he um, associates at work with other people because he's got um, social anxiety and uh, was it social anxiety, depression and disassociative identity disorder. So are they using this as a negative uh, point to say, okay, well, we're going to show how screwed up he is, so this is what he does? Or are they taking the anxiety thing and, and saying, no, this is a real issue that should be looked it at? Looks, it looks more like, yeah, I think it's being treated. So, so far, it feels respectfully treated. Okay. Well, that's it, good. It, this show is very aware of what it's doing so far. I mean, it's very, it's socially aware. It's a mental health. It's very aware on that front. I mean, they right. could use any other character. They could have used a Tom Cruise standard, typical character to play to play this role. 
they could have gone with a uh, Ryan Reynolds type character in but no in, instead they actually tried to take a very complex character and show how that person with those quote unquote disabilities is able to use those disabilities to their advantage because I think a lot of what he's able to do is because of of the of the d disorders that he has and you know use them as strengths in order to do what he does so I don't know. It's it's the writing is ridiculously good, but good. but it's also I kept watching this and I kept being afraid that Anonymous was watching me watching it. Well, you that's know, the thing. And I then mean, I was wondering, like, are is Anonymous watching this show and going, "You fuckers," or "Well done," because it's not really portraying. In some ways, it's not really portraying. Like the F Society is anonymous. They're called F Society. Well, there's Big Brother that probably, I mean, or I want to call them Facebook because every time you talk about one particular thing and all of a sudden there's an advertisement for it, like, where did this come from just out of the blue? And it just hasn't just happened to me. It's happened to multiple people. So does that mean anonymous is like, okay, well, because we've said that word so many times so now there's an algorithm where he's done a search throughout the whole world saying oh how many times has someone said this word yeah and then focuses on that and goes oh look it's uh the sean geek and the fast fret podcast they've they've said my name multiple times in their series so let's take a closer look <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll go yeah, into sean's router and then he'll go well what's sean watching well he's watching this show <laughs> he's an insurrectionist <laughs> oh. or whatever I don't know. So it, it's it's very interesting because um, there was also another show I mentioned to you before called Halt and Catch Fire, which that's mm -hmm. that's a true story. That one, yeah, that, that one I didn't. I don't I don't recall hearing about that one. No, it's it's about the whole uh, IBM. IBM is it IBM? Are they still around? I think so, but. This I think this show shows when they lost their their traction because IBM basically wanted to copyright computer in a way. So they were basically saying, hey, no one else can make computers. And this oh, show like, about how how they people got around that and that anybody could make computers. And how like beta, beta, VHS, they said, screw you. <laughs> we'll make our own. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like it's it's a really good show. It's again that this one's based on real life, and it's the, like the 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 starting of um, dot com companies, and and uh, it it talks about the the revolution of Silicon Valley, like how Silicon Valley came into being, and all that stuff, and you know, it's hmm. really good. Like it, it it's it, it's but it's about true crime, but it's like white collar crime, you know, it's right. about a lot of that stuff. And I'm just then, wondering what this market, this dot-com crash, like what was this dot-com crash? I'm going to have to look into that because, I mean, they had all these companies start up and then they all kind of failed, but why did they fail? Like what happened? Watch Halt and Catch Fire. You'll you'll get a lot of inside scoop on that stuff. Hulk and Catch Fire. Not Hulk. Halt. Stop. Oh, Halt. <laughs> halt. Halt. Or I'll say Halt again. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the the bobbies and uh, what was it oh, that joke where they don't carry weapons? So yeah. I say halt, or I'll say halt again. <laughs> stop, or I'll say stop again. The go for the hole. The go for the hole. <laughs> the go for the hole. Look in there! Look in there! 
look in the hole, look in the hole. Uh, it's, yeah, they, say yeah. it's a, they say it's a stroke. <laughs> it's a fucking stroke. Damn right, the fucking stroke. And how they can invent a sport like golf. Here's my idea for a fucking sport. I knock a ball in a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like pool? Fuck off, pool! Not with a straight stick, with a little fucked up stick. A whack the ball that goes in a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like croquet? Fuck croquet! I put the whole hundreds of yards away! Oh, fuck out of here! It's great fun there! Oh, yeah, that's a great thing! Oh, like a bowling thing? Fuck no! Not straight, I put shit in the way! Like trees and bushes and high glass! So you can lose your fucking ball and go whacking away with a fucking tire iron! Whacking away and each time you miss you feel like you're gonna have a stroke! <laughs> Fuck! That's what we'll call it! A stroke, cause every time you miss you feel like you're gonna fucking die! Oh, great! Oh, and here's a bit of fact. Oh, fuck, this is brilliant. Right near the end, I'll put a flat piece with a little flag to give you fucking hope. <laughs> but then I'll put a pool and a sandbox to fuck with your ball again. <laughs> ah, you'll be there trashing your ass, jerking away in the sand. <laughs> and you do this one time. Fuck no! <laughs> Eighteen fucking times! Oh God. Um I, I went down do you remember we were talking about we we had Jared on, we were talking about Stephen Wright. Yes. So when I was editing that episode, um I put in some sound so a Stephen Wright sound clip in there. So so just so people understand how editing on a podcast works or on our podcast works, um when we make a reference in an episode what I do is I pause the episode while I'm editing and I pause the insert sound here and I go <laughs> down a rabbit hole to try to find a clip to insert. So I, I watched a 58 minute Stephen Wright comedy special. <laughs> I watched to get, yeah. and I watched like, like 10 other bits, like 10 other Stephen Wright, like just, because, you know, co comedians, like if they're in Johnny Carson or something, they've got like three or four minutes yeah. to do a routine, right? The, the YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, so I watched a whole bunch of Stephen Wright, and uh, I I created a whole bunch of sound clips. So I'm going to insert one right here. You can't hear it, but I'll put one right here. Whenever I think about the past, it just brings back so many memories. <laughs> Yeah, talks about limbo. Was it limbo dancing? Says someone was really good could limbo under a carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw a sign, next mile, one mile. Oh God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's 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 genius. So I was like, kind of forgot he doesn't really get you know, you talk about the great comics of all time, you know, Carlin and Rob Williams and Whoopi Goldberg and and um well they're all in your face yeah so they they're like hey pay attention to me I'm in your face where Stephen Wright is kind of 
he's he's funny but he's kind of like he's like in the back of the room during a party and he's just kind of mumbling to himself that that's kind yeah. of his he's not right in your face but he's funny as hell and that was his uh he had um he was it was stage fright right so his whole approach to stand up was always because he was he was anxious up there he was like he was like super nervous so he came off being monotone but it wasn't monotone he was like petrified fear like but yeah, it well, like, you work that in your act too yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah real feelings feelings nothing more than feelings mm. mashed uh, potatoes mash, mash, <laughs> mash potatoes mashed potatoes mashed potatoes um, so I still have this ethically sourced open in front of me here. So there, so there's a whole other side of this. So there's ethically sourced products versus fair trade, organic and cruelty free. There you go. So can you be all three? Well, fair trade, organic and cruelty free is one category. According to this article and ethically sourced is another, is a different category. It's just like women's training. Training. You get your, you get your explosives. You get your flammable. You get your oxidations. You get your. Okay, so here we go. So ethically sourced is not a coined label with a standard legal definition. Yeah. No official institution approving its use in consumer marketing, because ethical sourcing is not a term from an institution with a specific set of standards. Because of that, it can encompass a wide range of ethical considerations. So ethically sourced, it might be in the company's best intentions. And they're do you know they're, they're being ethical in their best intentions, but it is not. It is uh, it, it is a global term that is not specific. Now, can you say that the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast is ethically sourced? Can you also not say? that we are also um you know when you buy fries (laughs) (laughs) we're not ground uh you know when you buy fries and it says that they're um what was it free they they, oh cholesterol free or or something free oh yeah yeah which they never i don't think they ever had any to begin with but they just kind of say it so i guess we're you, you, anybody could say anything pretty much that yeah. that kind of uh applies to them that's right yeah I mean, because it's not legally binding who's going to know and who's going to care yeah and so but you can pump yourself up really 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 good so fair trade here i i feel like i feel like we're uh living through extin- extinction right now kind of saying facts and stuff but anyway fair trade is a global certification system of farmers and workers used in almost 80 countries companies can receive the fair trade certification for their product when they meet the fair trade social economic and environmental standards for the production and supply of the product when a product has met the standard and received the fair trade certification the fair trade label will appear on the pra- on the on their products packaging so you're not allowed to put it on unless you're so if ethically sourced, mm-hmm. you can just say it. But if it's fair trade and it's got this fair trade symbol, you have to pass uh, a standard to, to get that. Is this like car companies that say uh, we're number one as per the motor trend or whatever 
I don't even know if that's a real thing or if that's just oh, the company yeah. saying, well, that's part of our company and that's kind of our trademark, but we're making ourselves look number one. So everyone has their own kind of little, little shtick saying we don't put uh, body parts in our, in our food or we don't, you know, not that it did have, but we're just telling you just so you know. Rush is the best Canadian van. That is true. As decided by Tashawn and Todd. <laughs> yeah. According to us. Yeah. According to us. So it's, it's, it, 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 it's, it's true for us. For us. Yes. And then there's uh, cruelty free is most widely used by cosmetic companies to say that the product and product ingredients were not tested on animals when being manufactured. It does not necessarily mean that the product is vegan, which refers to whether there are ingredients from animals in the product. In many countries like the United States, there is no standard legal definition of cruelty-free and no institution approving its use in consumer marketing. In the European Union, selling products that have been tested on animals or that have ingredients that were tested on animals was banned in 2013, making the label cruelty-free redundant and unnecessary. Well, if you're using it on animals versus having parts of animals, that's two different things altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, though? It's still... The yeah. European Union said, you can't fucking do that. Stop it. And the and the company's like, okay. But in the States, the, the company would be like, fuck you. America. You know, like they would... And, they and would, then they move their company to Europe. <laughs> or, the, or the other way around. They, or the other way around. Yeah, the European company would come here and says, well, we can't do it, you know, home, so we're going to do it here because your laws are different. It's it's just the same as the labor market. Why are they making it here instead of in this other place? Well, there's less restrictions here. Oh, how about all these mining farms for uh, Bitcoin? Oh, let's, let's find the place that has the cheapest electricity and has the loosest, um, you know, laws and stuff laws, so yeah. you know you can have a some factory out in the middle of the desert somewhere and all their neighbors that are there all it just hears a big wind with all the you know machinery and drives and fans and stuff going on there's a lot of stuff like that too like um like i like i i've noticed because i've traveled to europe is that the food tastes better but there's a lot different rules for food uh, over in Europe, like there's things you, you just, you just don't have in Europe because they're, they're bad. Well, cheese, I think is a big thing, isn't it? Cheese is huge there and cheese tastes way different out there. They don't, um, like there's a whole pasteurization thing, which is a North American thing, not a European thing, but the European union and, and how they treat food and the, the rules and regulations of food are a lot different than over here. So it, it, this is interesting because now, now we're getting into F society or anonymous again, because if you think about it, you know, in the USA, the, there's the rah, rah USA movement all the time. Like you see it in movies like independence day and Armageddon and thank God we had the United States. Otherwise we wouldn't have survived. Like it's always. America, fuck yeah. They always have that going on in in their in their films and stuff. And then there's always the Rah Rah USA part of that movement is also the 
made in USA. And it's like, thank God I'm never buying foreign or I'm never buying, you know, I'm, I'm buying hundred percent USA because we need to support our economy. And, and it, it always has these interesting spins to it that, you know, you should support your local economy. You shouldn't support other economies in, in the rest of the world. But then you have the European Union that is regulating stuff like cruelty-free and saying, like, we don't use cruelty-free here because it's illegal to be cruel. Like, you can't do that. So we don't use cruelty-free because it's we, we see this happening and then we just ban it. We see this happening and we just ban it. So they're... Now, I don't know if this is in all cases, but just using the cruelty-free example is they're making sure that if things are wrong, they just, the European jumps in, they stop it. It's illegal to do it that way. Um, oh, you're going to uh, put a bunch of toxins in, in the water. No, you can't do that. Stop it. Okay. And then they stop it. Like <laughs> in, in the USA, it the corporations run the government, right? Well, North America, it's all about money, right? It's all about money, yeah. Hush, so hush money, yeah. All this yeah. pollution and all this other. We'll we'll just throw more money at it. And the Canadian version is like, well, let's let's tax, let's let's yeah. do a carbon tax. Let's let's do carbon tax for what? Where's the money going? Where's the money going? Is yeah. it going to a carbon fund? Like, sure, you're raising. Nothing has changed. Like we're still using the same amount of X Y Z. You just wanted to charge us more. Where the fuck is the money going? What's <laughs> I mean, different, what are you doing with it? Different like, versions what, of the same principle. We're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to look like we're doing something about it and tell you we're doing something about it, but we're not going to show you how we're doing something about it. No, we're just going to be vague. We're just going to be vague. That's that's a government. Yeah. But I mean, all political parties get to. It doesn't their, matter where you are. Like especially in the states, like all political parties get to power by contributions, right? So you have lobbyists. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have this four billion dollar a year company donating money to a political campaign so they get elected. So it's not who is the best person that gets elected to governor or president or whatever. It's who has the most money and the most financial backers. So it's not based on anything but money, right? So in the States, corporations control, like there's no European Union in the United States to make sure that things are done properly. The corporations do what they want. The government pushes against them, right? When it, it gets really bad, the government says, Hey, you guys got to stop doing this. And they're like, okay, well, you're not going to, you're not going to make it to next term. We're going to, we're going to stop donating. You made promises to us that you would turn the other cheek when looking at us, we got you elected. So you're either going to ignore what's happening at our company or we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll pay for someone else to be in power. You know, yeah. or or we'll we'll smooth it over and 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 try and do the least amount possible to yeah. cause the less amount of ripples with it's... the massive amount of damage that we've caused, because who else is going to go after us? And we also we, own the news we own agency, the government, so we can also help spin it that way too. So we'll just we'll look we'll smooth things just a little bit, and we'll also control the the the, the media. So yeah, we'll bury it, it looks like we're doing a huge job here to clean ourselves up, but. It's, it's the, the the most minimal effort. Yeah, I think it's just mostly public opinion. I mean, if if a big thing happens, like say the one Valdez or whatever, the big spill. I mean, uh, I don't know how how much. Like, if they actually did a research, like actual research, and say what did this affect and how much of it did it cause damage, versus you know, like the reality of it versus what they're reporting. 
but you never know. I mean, it's all up in the air. It's whatever information you're being fed. It's just like a conversation you and I are having. Whatever people are hearing us say, they can yay or nay it. I mean, we could have every fact known to man thrown in there and, and they may believe whatever it is if, if we're trying to peddle something to steer someone wrong. Um, it's whatever information we're given. It, it's up to you to really look into what this actually means. And if you wanted to go to the extreme of going to report it, uh, you, you pretty much have to start your own Netflix uh, series. <laughs> <laughs> but then it would get out. Yeah. Uh, and, and filmmakers, and I don't know now, I mean, we'd have to talk to Mr. Petro maybe, but. Hello, listener. I'm Michael Petro. I, I'm not too sure. As as time goes on, it's like podcasting. I mean, it starts off with a phone, then you get a mixer, and then they've got these standalone systems. I mean, now you can you can you know film a whole series on an iPhone. I mean, the 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 lighting, like everything about the the lenses and the way that this these cameras work nowadays. Whether you know whatever company, they're getting to the point where you could actually film your own your own series. Like literally, because they're, they're so well, good. And, and you don't have to have these happened, huge. And it's happened too. Like there's movies in, that have been entirely shot on an iPhone or. Yeah. And how many people have actually gone forward and, and said, you know, I've got all this footage and I put it together with, you know, available, you know, uh, editing software, video software that you can do and you can create your own movies and then you can get it sponsored or, or, or you know, how many, how many people have done that? Well, did, um, uh, Roger Boyer, didn't he, one of the ones he did, didn't he do it off of a phone? I'm trying to remember now. So you can become your own reporter, really. And, and well, just like, and just like the internet. there's internet uh, news companies, right? Like they're just, they're not affiliated or associated. You know, that's why there's so much internet news, which is why we get fake, fake headlines well, and shit. Right? That's, 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 that's where, because it, when it gets to the point where it's so easy to do, anybody can do it. So whether you're straight and narrow and you want to report something legitimate or you're just totally whacked off, you know, a whack job trying to make a name for yourself, no matter what the cost and filling with all this disinformation, there's that also. And that wraps up another episode of the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. I am your host, Sean McGinnity, the Sean Geek. That is me. Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you for tuning in every week. We love our listeners. You can message us on all social medias at Sean Geek Podcast. Whichever social media you prefer, we're on all of them. And uh, you can also follow our podcast directly on seanmcginnity.ca. All of our episodes are listed there. And you can also go to our tea Public store. Just look up Sean Geek Podcast yet again. Like I said, Sean Geek Podcast everywhere. Thanks again. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, gang. Sean Geek here. And Fast Fret. And we have two storefronts. If you are a T Public fan, you can browse our inventory over at T Public, which is T Public dot com forward slash sean geek podcast or redbubble.com slash people slash sean geek podcast you can get anything from either storefront from t-shirts stickers phone cases accessories of all kinds 
We're talking masks, notebooks, mugs, pillows, totes, tapestries. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Everything's there. <laughs> Just go to those addresses. Also, check the show notes and help support the show. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.